Oh, give me a second. Yeah, no problem. This is sweet. This is a cool booth, man. I'm excited. Look at me. I'm going to be all in the VR world. I've never done VR before. I'm very... This is going to be fun. I'm at Cansec Labs. It's the cool techie area of the conference. So, and I'll be there if you need help. <laughs> well, I'm relying on you to save me. Yeah, no problem. All right. I'm... Oh, my God. I'm in. Okay. Yeah. One. So, right now, you are in a hangar. I will describe... I will try to describe what's happening as I do this because I'm very, I've actually never done VR, so I'm nervous a little bit. Like, I'm going to get all... I'm going to throw up. I just put on a VR headset, and now I'm in a big hangar. There's a couple aircraft, some tools, tables, those giant bay doors. So there's plane, there's multiple stuff that you can do really around. So walk around and you'll How? see. Uh, use your uh, your left arm, push it forward. My left? Just, uh, talk. This one. Oh, there's an and arrow. Click on the ground, yeah. Click on the... Oh, there we go. And that's it. You can teleport yourself around. Oh, my God. And if you want, uh, there is a drill on a table. If you find it, you can use the trigger of the controller and you can grab it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so there's a drill over here. I'm going to walk over. Oh, the drill. Okay, and I'm going to grab... It's really like in the real world. So you need to pr always push the button to be able to... Yeah. Oh, no, I no, dropped no, it on no, the floor. You can uh, take it on, uh, on the floor. Oh, okay, I got it, I got it, I got it. Perfect. I just gotta put it back on the table. This is really weird. Okay. I have the drill now. I've been tasked by Keith. He's the other voice here from a company called Ova. I'm repairing the engine and propeller on this small aircraft, and honestly, after dropping the drill multiple times, I eventually figure it out. And you need to screw all of them. Uh, that's it. Uh, good job. I built, I built an airplane engine. Yeah, Look at me. It. I gotta put the drill down. That was a wild ride. It, you're, you're, the urge to not just walk around, like while you're in it, it's really tough. Because I'm like... You can, right? But it's just like, we're just limited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But because you, you started here, and you were here sometime, and you walked around So, it was... That's crazy. That was great. Thanks. Cool. Appreciate it. Thanks, this is Cloak & Dagger. A podcast about OSINT, technology, and global conflict. I'm MJ Benias. This podcast is powered by Sapper Labs Group. For more, visit www.sapperlabs.com. I'm Harold Jumir, uh, founder and CEO of OVA. And at OVA, we have created a product named Stetter X, which is a 3D content creation tool made for the non-pro user, where anyone can just drag and drop and create their own immersive world, mixed reality world, augmented reality world. So it's all in this new paradigm shift. And uh, we leverage uh, you know, any kind of interactive medium, and this is all done by our tool. Often it's compared like the kind of for gamers that listen to us, the Minecraft or Roblox, but for serious stuff, so for defense stuff. So, so Stellar X is the company. Let's get into like, just for the listener who doesn't have a background in this, when we talk about augmented reality or virtual reality, I think they would generally know what that is. But what, like, how does that now convert into, let's say like real world learning? Let's talk about like, how is, is AR and VR leaving the world of like entertainment? Oh yeah. So, you know, uh, long story short, just to give you a, a quick history of OVA, um, back in the good old days, 2014 more exactly, we 
we ran into Lockheed Martin, which is better known for the F-35. And uh, back then, I was, you know, me and two other colleagues, so three of us, hustling for, for something, for contracts. And uh, running to them, they, they asked us, can you do virtual reality? Because we were selling e-learning. And uh, we were really hungry. We, we, we needed a contract. So I tell, yes, let's come see us, you know, in three months from now. Uh, and uh, when, they, when they came, we had developed this VR submarine. And uh, we discover it was quite difficult, you know. Uh, we duct tape literally a uh, leak motion. Maybe people don't know what it is, but uh, it's an end tracking device that doesn't exist anymore. It has been acquired uh, in a fire sale. And, uh, and because of that, you were able to track your, your own fingers inside VR, so have a kind of a presence. And we were developing that on a developer kit. So it was really weird as as a showcase of this big bulky hardware on the face of Lockheed Martin person and it was our first try and uh, I think you know answering your question that it comes from you know quick and dirty uh, setup uh, duct tape and uh, into something more commercial and I think this is also the feeling from the industry coming from dev kit uh, no industry entertainment uh, and then finally becoming mainstream. Uh, there is 20 million uh, headset being sold by just Meta, and this is just one company, there is other, and there is on June 5th, a big announcement from, from Apple. So, uh, so yeah. So, so VR is obviously the next, let's say, step in, in definitely in training, because I've, I've, I've yeah. covered this before, like in other publications where, you know, I've, I've spoken with people who engage with the military, for example, and they use virtual reality for the purpose of training. So let's talk about what, what, what like the future looks like here. I, I see that one headset will hold, you know, VR and AR as, as a mixed reality setup where you will be able to switch from one reality to another uh, in one, one same device. And also, um, most of the content, maybe not in the defense because of classified stuff, but will be streamed from an edge computer through 5G and 6G, so no more download and up-to-date and fresh information. And uh, in the defense sector, more and more, you need uh, up-to-date feedback. And often uh, here in, in this vertical, uh, even if they are state-of-the-art, there is a lag between you know innovation and what is being done. But as we move forward, I see a real intersection between AI and, and this medium where you'll be able to have a chatbot that give you a feedback from what you have done or also create on the go a checklist, a checklist of stuff to be ch checked uh, based on you know, a bunch of information. So uh, content creation based on AI co-creation. So I'm just I'm I'm now like I, I, we're gonna we're gonna go meta. Um, so when we think about really let's go far future, like let's say 20 years from now, yeah, or 30 years from now, you know how fast everything's going. I mean, I, I use Chat GPT all the time. You know, I, I use AI tools all the time. Even in this podcast, I, I use an AI to help clean up the audio and 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 help me transcribe everything and just like it makes everything a breeze, right? Because. OSINT, for example, is is way into AI right now. Like yep. I, I know OSINTers who use ChatGPT to help in research. I know OSINTers who use all these AI tools to help them pull data and scrape data. Yeah. How does VR fit into the the sort of OSINT world? And, and let's go let's go far. Yeah, far as twenty years ahead is uh, is a tough ask. But uh, you know, I I'm pretty sure people saw what was done with with Nerf. Uh, Nerf system lets you create a 3D world just based out of a few picture of reference or a video. I saw, you know, some old movie made by Stanley Kubrick where you can see the, the little boy uh, on his trike bike running into this hotel uh, from The Shining. 
and and then from that old video that was not even 4K, you can recreate the 3D world, and and in that's now in point cloud with a lot of holes. You cannot go on it because it's not a mesh made out of triangles, aka polygons. So in this future for the defense sector in theater where you don't have the up-to-date information of what's happening, for example, in Ukraine and how uh, things done has, has changed, uh, you can shoot someone there, you record a video, and then you can train again and again on what was recorded, but in virtual reality. And we are really close from a virtual reality system which can be bought by anyone that when you look into that lens the, those two lens you think that you are in reality and uh one of uh, of the best headset that do so it's called the vario and it's made from from finland and when you try it you you question yourself are you in reality or not it's so close from retina and you know the eye and how you perceive the life so this is this is i think you know 20 years and, and less for sure. But uh, at the end of the day, you know, we'll move out from UGC user-generated content to totally AI-created con content with AutoGPT already doing it in, in a way, but you still have to have a, a human in, in, in the middle. But I really foresee that we don't even have to, to be there. So uh, that's, that's a tough thing, you know, to, to think about that future. And uh, Sam Altman, you know, just said yesterday on TechCrunch that what's what's coming it's it's like nuclear explosion kind of it's an extinction level threat for you men so i hopefully it's not what, vr is no ai no AI. AI, yeah, ai yeah ai yeah I, I saw something recently um i mean like three four years ago just like in the mat matrix where uh neo is becoming a kung fu master uh with with the kind of uh a transfer with with an implant, but on the short term, I saw people being connected to um, EEG uh, and and then being transferred a kind of a knowledge ba based on brain being connected between each other through EEG system. And I saw a, a pilot of a plane, which is a, a senior pilot, connected to a junior pilot, and they were both in a VR headset doing the same simulation and doing shadowing shad shadow training. But with that connection in between brain impulsion and uh, the training learned like, I don't remember, like something like 10x faster. So this is where I see it going. Just like less intrusive, less intrusive than in the matrix, but we are already doing it now. But at scale, you know, BCI, brain computer interface and being open to this, it's gonna be a, a game changer and it's coming soon. Yeah. Because this is, or. You know, eyes is just meat, but yeah. the brain is something else. And I saw something else as well. Uh, people were, um, were being showcased picture while it being inside an MRI. So in uh, all their brain waves were gathered. So with an AI, they were training MRI reaction of the brain wave versus what they were seeing. Like uh, it was a doll, it was a door, it was a plane, it was someone with a snowboard. And then uh, they, they showcase um, the same picture at another person. And based on the brainwave, the AI only, the AI was able to reproduce the same thing at the other individual. So think about spying. Like, you don't have to have hidden camera whatsoever. You go there, you just remember where was the door and everything. You jump into an MRI and you can recreate a virtual reality of it. 
based out of brainwave. Now it's picture recreation, but thinks about the full world, the full secret lab. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I can see that from an intelligence gathering standpoint. That's kind of interesting, right? You don't need to have anyone sneak anything and you don't need recording gear. You can just send a person in and exactly. they don't have to remember anything. They just walk in, their brain is collecting yeah. all the data anyway, and you just plug them in and the AI puts it all together. Exactly. And it's, Future, it's, man. It's, it's already an abstract. You can find it out. While I still have a long way to go towards earning my diploma in aircraft engine repair, it will be interesting to see how augmented and virtual reality change the way we learn and possibly even gather intelligence. Creating 3D virtual worlds for espionage, perhaps? Utilizing OSINT tools to investigate the metaverse, maybe? I'm not sure. But change happens. That I am sure of. Thanks to Harold Demir and the folks at OVA for letting me wander around their virtual hangar. Thank you to Kennedy Chapel, who helped produce this episode. For more OSINT tech and intelligence news, make sure you check out www.cloakanddagger.blog. More to come during our deep dive into CanSec, so check back soon for updates. I'm MJ Benias. Thanks for listening.